Welcome to the John and Paul Radio Show, brought to you by AdventuresInMinistry.com, where you find the awesome app where many people get to use for resources and everything we have right there at the AIM app, and now online at the AIM TV app. We have the AIM series all three years, thanks to our very first guest, on our show this morning. This is the John and Paul Show. I am Paul. With me, as always, is John. Good morning, everybody. Hope that you are having a wonderful day uh, today. Summer has returned, even though we are in fall. This is fall session. Yes. Is today the first day of fall? Yes, it is. Oh, today is the first day of fall. Man, that is great. And I'm, I, I get to share it. I, I get to share it. With, with did, you see how, did you see how the summer and fall, summer ended in like two seconds? What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. Hopefully. Nothing is wrong, Paul. Yes, fall lasted for like two seconds. Did you, you see the snowstorm that already welcome started? Welcome to, to the summer show. Oh, wait. Today's the first day of fall. Today is the first summer day of fall. Now it's time for the uh, Well, it's time for first season or whatever. But that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, we're good. So I'm, I'm excited, though, Paul, that uh, for today's show, of what we're going to be talking about and different things. And um, we've got Tyler Brassfield is going to join us here in just a moment. <laughs> Paul figures this out. <laughs> My microphone's ang- it's not angled. It's not doing right. Or this stage was built wrong. Are you having problems, Paul? Here, do you need some help? I'm good. Can I hold this? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. So how's your week? How's your week? <laughs> it's better now. <laughs> While I'm laughing at you. <laughs> Hello, everyone. But we are going to be having Tyler Brassville is going to be joining us here in just a few minutes. Talk about all the wonderful things with Apple. Um, we're also going to be having a discussion here in a in a little bit. Our ministry discussion for the day is going to be dis- uh, centered around um, biblical authority. Biblical authority, and and what exactly is it? How do we apply it? And because there's a lot of questions today in the religious world and even within the church of um, um, what exactly do you do? Are you allowed to do? Can you do? And then a lot of people are claiming biblical authority or claiming lack of biblical authority to be able to do some things. So right. we're going to be discussing that. And then, of course, all the wonderful weekend of college football coming up. Woohoo! But before that, okay, let's share something we've been we've been sharing with. The, with the yes, we do have something we want to share. Go ahead, Paul. Hit it. That's I did. I think we all need to get off stage so we can actually see it, but we don't have to. But you know what I'm saying? We want to thank everyone for uh, uh, participating and taking part in the five-state shirt hurricane relief effort that we are trying to run through Adventures in Ministry uh, with uh, everything going on uh, with all the hurricanes and the six still on the way. Um, Six. There were six. Um, what's his name? Jose decided to. Jose went north. Went north. Maria goodness. tore through Puerto Rico. Yeah. We need to make a Puerto Rico shirt. That would be cool. That's not a bad idea. Because <laughs> all those Puerto Ricans. They lost everything. Yeah, that's true. And I haven't heard much about the church down there and seen how it 
survive. Do a little research on that. Yeah, we'll have to do some research on that, see what happened about that. But we do want to make sure you know that um, these are available at our website at adventuresinministry.com. Uh, they are $15 a piece. That includes shipping, so so make your orders. Uh, I need to explain exactly how this works because um, we're going to – the printing of these shirts will happen in two weeks, so we're trying to gain some momentum for what we need to order. And then um, it'll take about a week, be done, send to you, and then we'll 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 do it all over again. So we'll continue to do this until people um, stop with the request, which I hope you you don't. I hope it's something we continue to have, and we'll have some made and just take to exposure when we go there as well. And proceeds from these shirts will go to the affected area. When you buy that state, that's where the money goes. Exactly. If you want to send money to Florida, buy a Florida shirt. If you want to send it to Alabama, you buy an Alabama shirt. And if you just want all the shirts because they're pretty. You know, hey, there's five, and we will sell them to you for $75. Is that right? Yeah, $75. 15 times five. Oh, that's good. Man, see, I learned I learned math at Faulkner. It's really good. Really good job there. Aren't you proud of me? I'm very, very proud of you. Um, and since you said that, uh, our good buddy Wes Ayers, shout out, um, uh, he uh, let me know yesterday that there is a young lady from the city of Florence, I believe she's from Florence, who said she did love, she loved all the shirts. And so, for that reason, she ordered one of each. Did she really? That, that, that's the thing. You can do that. That is awesome. That. that is awesome. And so, we would do want you to know that money is going to go to all the areas that are hit. Of course, Florida. Um, we're sending it to one central location mm-hmm. um, in Orlando um, because in that whole state. And then, of course, with um, Harvey. Oh. Yeah. With Harvey, of course, it's centered, I guess, on the, the Houston area, but right. also some of those surrounding uh, communities as well. But uh, definitely, we'd love for you to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Buy a T-shirt. Definitely, Go to com, and there you can find it. Right, right there. Right, right there. Now, we will say this. Just uh, what, what, a couple of days ago, we put out a picture of the shirts that said Adventures in Ministry underneath it on the back. And to be honest, um, I can't wait till Christmas to open up the gifts. I've got to wait a day early. And I, I put that up there. We put that up there early because I just loved it. But knowing that the Enduring the Storms, One Nation Under God, would be under the shirt. So please know when you register, that is what will be on the shirt. Adventures in Ministry is on the front. But... And what's important is the state and enduring the storms, colon, um, one nation under God is on the back of the T-shirts. So um, keep that in mind as well. Yep. So let's try to help out some of our brethren down there in some of the affected areas um, as they try to recover from all of these storms. Yeah. Uh, well, Paul, there was also some other big announcements that we were trying to get on last Friday, but we were having uh, problems with the microphone. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties there. The, the IT guy for the John and Paul radio show just uh, wasn't quite doing his job. He wasn't so, quite doing his job yeah. until after the show. Because of that full salary he receives for doing all that. Yeah, that's where he makes all the big money. Stars in his crown. Stars in the crown. Uh, but we want to take some time here and bring in our local Apple guru uh, to the show here. Um, our good friend, uh, Tyler Brassfield, who is now my good buddy since he picked, um, he picked Florida to beat Tennessee by six. Yes, I love that very, very, very much. But um, uh, he's all everything that we know Apple and so I think we're just going to bring him on, aren't we, Paul? Yeah, I think we are. As soon as this, as soon as it, as soon as it uh, goes through. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe it's not going to go through. We have another technical difficulties, Paul. Oh my goodness! Keep talking, Apple. Okay. <laughs> as you know, that uh, Apple released their iPhone 8, iPhone 8 Plus, and the iPhone 10 or X, whatever you want to call it, like the X Men. 
It's all superhero. It's all superhero And it also released the next generation of their Apple Watch. Is that Generation 4? 3. Generation 3 and then the Apple TV 4 has been uh, released. And uh, huh, that's interesting. Unmute all. Try that. Wow. It's not working. Oh, dear goodness. One of these days we will have Tyler on. Paul, are you okay this morning? <laughs> but within the Apple family, um, we've been discussing trying to figure out which phone do you buy. Everybody has their opinions from 8 to the X. Um, Tyler, I remember he he put in um, uh, recently he was like, Oop, I'm thinking TalkShoe is being run by Android user today. Probably, Tyler. He he <laughs> commented in on our show. <laughs> <That is funny. laughs> yes, Android Android doesn't want Android Android doesn't want uh, all the information out about Apple, do they, Paul? No, they don't. Because so many people are watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you can see Paul's uh, uh, vein popping out here. This is getting yeah, this this is all natural. This is how things just go. This, this is, is how, how things go. This is life. Oh, oh no wonder. That explains, that explains that it. That explains a lot. <laughs> Garbage waffle. <laughs> uh, please, I, I got this. If you'll just give me just a second, I'll figure that out. Um just let me do it and it'll be fun. And <laughs> Someone prayed for patience. <laughs> That's exactly right, Josh. Frodo, it did. Let this happen. <laughs> thinking, thinking, thinking. Don't you love when when electronics work the way it's supposed to work? Yeah, it does. Yes. Let's go back and do this. So anyway, as Paul is, call information. is uh, working all that out right there, and hopefully, yeah. I think we got it going here now. Um, One with hope. <laughs> <laughs> you know that the Bible says, with patience comes hope. Mm-hmm. Colin, good morning, Colin. We're glad that you are here. Oh, there it is. Oh, finally. Is Tyler on the call this morning now? I can hear you all. Oh, we can hear oh, Tyler. Great. Paul, are you okay? I'm fine. Thank you, John. <laughs> oh, so Tyler, how are you doing out there out west today? I'm doing great. I'm a little bit antsy right now, needing some of that patience myself. Uh oh. I'm, I'm waiting on one. my waiting on my Apple Watch to come in the mail. Uh, would that be the Apple Three, the third generation? Yes, the one with LTE. Wow. The one that you don't need a phone for. Except for to set it up and oh, pay wow. for it. And yeah. yeah, they're <laughs> not going to let that happen. They have to be connected. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into it there, um, Tyler. Tell us, first of all, uh, Tyler, tell us a little bit about, uh, we know about you. Tell the folks what you do, where you are, and your connection with uh, ministry, but also with Apple and with uh, Adventures in Ministry, if you don't mind. Okay. I'm up in uh, Fritch, Texas. Yeah. 
town that I drove through several times before I realized it was there. Um, just north <laughs> of Amarillo, way up in the Panhandle. And I, I had so many people after the hurricane hit call me up and ask me if I'm okay. And I'm sitting there thinking, y'all are closer to Houston than I am out in some of these areas. It's about 10 hours drive from here. But uh, I'm the youth minister here at the church in Fritch. And um, since about late 2009, um, started making apps for Apple and um, a bunch of different church apps. And then I think, what was it, early 2012, Paul, whenever you called me up about Adventures in Ministry? That's right. About five years. It's crazy. And so five years and what, 30,000 some odd downloads later? Not too bad. I think it's doing pretty good, don't you think? Too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tyler, you know, Apple did come out with its huge announcements here, and and even Dale says he's waiting on his his, uh, Apple Watch, his new Apple Watch to come in there. Of course, Dale Dale is – he's always on the front line getting all these new things that are out there. Literally. Literally. (laughs) He has waited. I'm sure. He has waited many times for this. Um, So out of the things Apple made its announcement coming out, we'll save the iPhone for last. Uh, Tell us out of everything that's coming out that you're just most excited about. Well, right now, the the thing I'm most excited about is the Apple Watch. Um, I do a lot of runs, and my both kids are in school. My wife teaches at the school, and so – Ever since the GPS watch came out last year, I would run without my phone because that 7 Plus leaves a nasty tan line on your arm when you have that stretch on there. No kidding. No kidding. That would be to see that. That would be. And so, but you do that, you're cut off. You know, I've still got my GPS. It still tracks all my fitness. I can play my music. But I'm off the grid, and I just kept thinking, what if one of the kids gets sick? What if something happens, they need to get a hold of me, and I'm out for a 10-mile run? And so whenever they announced this, it was like a no-brainer. I stayed up until 2 a.m. last Friday to pre-order it. Um, So that honestly is about the thing I'm most excited about is just that one. And if you want more info on how the Apple Watch works with your carrier, don't call the carrier because they know absolutely nothing about it. I talked with AT&T about three times over the last week of how will this work. And every time I got a different answer. And so I finally just waited until some of these big tech sites had done their reviews. And I asked them the question and got completely different answers of how it actually worked. So they haven't been trained on it yet. They don't know. But for AT&T, I can't say... Like they have, AT&T has, I think all four major carriers have a version of this with AT&T called NumberSync, where you can have it for free. And as long as your phone is turned on and connected to the network, it will send text messages and phone calls through to your watch if your watch is also online somewhere. If now, you Tyler, want through... Yeah, go ahead. If you don't mind, give us a, a description of the difference because before – I got the I got the first generation. I'm just a poor little youth minister, you know, not barely making my way in the world. But what I'm trying to do is understand the difference between I got the when nine someone nine. when someone calls me, I can push um, answer, and I can hear them talk. They hear me. It's kind of faint. So is with a three, is it more clear and strong as if you're on your phone? Is that just the difference? Well, the difference is um, 
with the original one that people are now calling kind of series zero, and then even the series one and the series two, you had uh, two different modes of connectivity. The first one would be you're near your phone and it connects to Bluetooth. And so your head, your watch at that point, you can answer the call on your watch and it kind of acts like a Bluetooth speaker would act. Um, okay. Just if you had a Bluetooth speaker and microphone strapped to your watch or to your wrist. Then the other mode would be if you're on Wi-Fi. And the way that works is if your iPhone has previously joined a Wi-Fi connection, then your watch can join it too because there's no scrolling through networks on the watch to find it. And so if your phone is off, but you're at home, your watch should connect to Wi-Fi, let you do iMessages and FaceTime audio calls. And so with this one, what it allows you to do is if you pay the carriers the $10 a month for it, you can turn your phone completely off, be out away from Wi-Fi just on normal cell signal, make and receive phone calls from the same phone number as your iPhone, get text messages, get email updates, all that kind of stuff. And so in a way, it's it's independent, but it's still dependent because you have to have the phone to even set it up with in the first place. Right. Well, let me ask you this. They also came out with the new generation of Apple TV. Um, how does that compare to what has been out now that we've been using? I guess this is the fourth generation of Apple TV? Yeah, this oh, will be the fifth generation. Fifth generation, okay. Tell me your thoughts, Tyler. There are a lot of times people post things that says, Apple, welcome to 2015, and I take issue with it because it's not – it's apples to oranges kind of thing on their phones when they do that. This is one I feel like they're probably right on the money about welcome to 2015. The one thing everyone griped about two years ago with this new Apple TV was that it didn't have 4K support. It did a lot of stuff. It added in apps and an app store, which is how we're able to get the AIM app, you know, on the Apple TV with all the songs, with all of the video series. And so it did that really great, but they said there's no 4K. Well, finally, two years later, they come out with a new one. And it adds 4K with HDR 10 support, Dolby Vision support, Dolby Atmos support coming soon uh, via software update. But that's all it adds. And it's they keep the old one at the exact same price and make this one thirty bucks more. And I was hoping for more. There were all these rumors about maybe with 4K you could do picture-in-picture apps, like be watching the ESPN game full screen and then have your kid playing a game down in the bottom corner, or even a maybe four. But so none of that came out. Kid can play Um, in the game. Well, that's true. <laughs> but that didn't come out with this one? Oh, it's, it adds 4K. It adds a faster um, computer chip in it, which is probably needed for buffering all the 4K content. But that's it. The, the only exciting news that they really had from that, in my opinion, was that if you've ever bought any HD movie that they now offer in 4K, they'll give you access to the 4K for free. Um, over streaming only. They're not going to let you download a 4K file, but you can stream it from the iTunes app in the Apple TV. And the so price the only for 4K that, won't go up. 
Yeah. So that, but, that's the only benefit this versus the the um, generation we just passed, as far as that goes. Yeah, and the remote they they added a white ring around the menu button on the remote, and that's the only change to it. So it was honestly oh, kind of disappointing. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I want it just for the white ring around the menu button. We're good. Yeah. Can go to the store and just buy a remote. No, nah, that's true. What? Just look at it. Take a picture of it. Be cheaper. All right, Tyler. The question everybody wants to know. Tell us about the new iPhones. Eight versus X. Oh, there's go, go for the go for the ten. Um, and they'll get they, the Apple will get mad at you if you call it the X. By the way, they oh, they did the, <laughs> they did the thing. You know, a few years ago they still had um, instead of Mac OS, they were still calling it OS ten, but they abbreviated it OS X. And so everyone would keep saying X X X, and you go to the Genius Bar and you hear all these like um, people calling it the X and these. You see, like fists start clenching up and everything, but that they wanted to be called the ten. Apple's coming after us, Paul. Okay, so, so true. Real question here, and I think all of our our folks in uh, at Faulkner over the next week or so will appreciate me asking this question. If our social clubs send their pledges to a Peach Mac or an iMac or a Apple Store and say, you must go in and ask for the Apple X. That would be a, would that be called hazing? Yeah, that would be pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I'm a nerd. I think that's, that's that's like nerd hazing. I think that's the best thing ever. Oh, my word. And people should expect me to say that and ask that question. <laughs> if Are you, you going to find a bunch of the uh, Genius Bar shirts with the Apple logo on it and have them convince other people they work there and have them start calling it the X2 would be good. <laughs> You must go into a store oh. and get everyone to ask for the X. Oh, oh. Get at least two people to ask for the X. Please, please get the pledges. That's this hilarious. We can do that. Since you're a sponsor of Catholic. We, we can make that. You're a sponsor of Epsilon. That would be awesome. We could cover half the guys. I mean, and we, Stephanie's a sponsor of but Oh, that would be fantastic. I, I think that should happen. That's so funny. That is hilarious. And I'm the only person that would laugh. <laughs> yeah, you I mean, are. Tyler would laugh. You know, people that, that appreciate it would laugh because they know the deal. Well, Tyler, let me sure. let me ask you this: When you look at the ten, you look at the eight, and I think everybody's pretty much saying you go for the ten and everything like this. Is there any concerns that you have considering the facial recognition even messed up on the day that they were presenting it? No, and some of that's just because I haven't seen it, you know, in person. Um, and the the official explanation that they gave from that was that before the keynote started, several employees handled the phone, and every time it tried to scan their faces, and since they weren't Craig, it yeah. wouldn't unlock for them, and so it locked them out of the system as it's supposed to do. The same thing with Touch ID. If you have too many wrong presses on there, it'll eventually say, we need you to put in your PIN before we activate Touch ID again. That's interesting. I never thought about that. With the facial recognition, it's going to, um, like, could lock people out if people take people's phones all the time and keep looking at it, I guess. And, it, and it's oh, not really taking a picture of your face. It's putting those, like they call it 30,000 dots on your face. It's basically using depth to do things like figure out you know, how long your nose is from your cheekbone and making these mathematical algorithms of scanning your face <laughs> and storing that, not actual pictures of your face. I, I, I'm kind of scared. 
I'm kind of scared with that one right there. Um, to have um, basically, you get thirty thousand zits on your face. I thought that um, I thought that the like, the the facial deal was about how many pictures of you was in the phone. I mean, I thought I thought it was a little bit of both. Is that not correct? Well, they have, a, they, they have a deal on photos called faces where you can have it analyzed and like show me all the pictures of myself throughout the years. And this is right. what they like to say is this is the future. What probably happened was they couldn't get Touch ID to work through the screen. And since they didn't want a home button anymore, they went to plan B of only doing face ID instead of some kind of combo. Yeah. But hmm. You know, people freaked out. I went through my Facebook feed from um, four years ago whenever the 5S came out, and there were honest articles written, I'm scared that someone's going to mug me and cut my finger off so they can access my phone. And so, I mean, you you have the same kind of backlash with Touch ID. So, Have you seen Face Off? Have you seen the movie? (laughs) someone else doing it are one in one million. But if you have an evil twin and they put up a picture of Spock and then mirror universe Spock with his goatee up on the screen. And as a Star Trek nerd, I I love that part. Oh, yeah. That's funny. That is pretty funny. But, but, you know, as far as the 8 versus the 10, the 8 and 8 plus look just like the 7 and 7 plus except for their glass on the back. And the camera's a minor upgrade, a little bit larger lens. It's supposed to be able to use the new six-core computer chip to do better at low-light situations. And they have the new portrait lighting mode. But that's about it. And, you know, my gauge of how is the 10 jeopardizing the 8 is, Last year, you could get online an hour after the 7 and 7 Plus went on sale, and they, in them, in their own rights, were not that huge of an upgrade. And they yeah, were still they were. like three to four weeks, five to six weeks. Mm. I got online just right before the show started. Yeah. You yeah. could still order uh, 8 or 8 Plus and have it delivered to you in anywhere from one to seven days. Wow. You know, Colin wrote in and said, I'm waiting on the the 10 back here with iPhone generation six. That's me too, Colin. Here's my question that I've got. How, since this goes um, basically what edge to edge screen, how can, I guess OtterBox won't be able, they'll be out of business with the 10, won't they? It'd be tough. Yeah, I haven't seen anything from them. Or it'll do what it usually does. Just cover up some of the, you'll lose some stuff. I mean, mean, what's the use of buying it then? If you're going to, you know, you just got to let it go all the way. You just got to be very careful and get Apple care. That's the way they do it. That's how they're doing it to get you to buy Apple Care right there. That'll make that phone a good what twelve twelve hundred. That's that's, that's yeah. That's and it's eleven forty nine if you get the two fifty six gig. Good night. Uh, are you a AT and T or Verizon person? I've got AT and T. Is the, what's the monthly? Do you know the monthly? Because I know on the rental deal for the X, have you priced that out yet? Yeah, it depends. With AT&T, they give you a choice of how many months 
that you right. um, can pay it off in. And if you want to upgrade every two years, it's a 30-month payment, and those come out to $33.30. Paul's getting excited over here. I'm not spending $1,000 for a phone, but I'll spend 30 bucks a month to have everything I want. I'll spend 30 bucks a month for the next three years of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It is my birthday month. It is your birthday month, Paul. She gave me a birthday present. Oh. <laughs> Colin said it's going to look like if Verizon looks like it's around $45 a month for Verizon. So cool. it'll be interesting yeah. when everything comes out. Which I want to thank so much for uh, being here and sharing this with. And I'll just give everybody an update. Um, we now have all the uh, AIM series videos. Um, just uh, told me this morning, Tyler put those up. So we have all three of the years of AIM series um, out there now. So yeah, so thank you so much for that. The, the good work you do for that. It is like and, buying a car. And tell us about the app because the app just has has a new uh, upgrade too. Is that correct? It is supposed to be out hopefully this next week. Um, added a few different tweaks to it to hopefully make it run faster and better when doing devotional songs on there. Um, but also I've um, changed the way that resources behave on there um, to be a little bit more native to the iPhone and not just viewing the uh, web page and kind of stuff on that. So hopefully within the next week that one will be out on the iPhone. Awesome. Well, how many uh, Texas shirts are you going to order? I'm getting one, but I don't think I can wear it until after October 14th. I knew um, you'd say that. Uh, yeah. I knew you'd say You that. made it in the orange. Well, it's for Texas. It's not for Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But but I understand. I understand. There are other schools. It's, it's for a good cause. I'll support, but I just don't think I can put orange on until after that day. Uh, I get it. I understand. I, I'm with you. I'm purchasing a Texas one as well. But, uh, yeah, I won't be wearing it during the Auburn-Alabama week. Yeah, I don't think you'll no, be wearing no. that during that time. Yeah. But they're they're, they're, they're cool. Well, well thanks a lot. Uh, if you can, um, put that thing on the on the uh, app as well, um, the, uh, the T-shirt stuff somewhere. I'll let you use your judgment on that. Okay. You bet. Awesome. Thank you so much for your good work, and um, let us know what we can do to help. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Tyler. Uh, Tyler Brassfield giving us a, a shout-out all the way from out in Texas and letting us know about everything that's going on with uh, the new Apple products that are out there. Mm -hmm. I got some Georgia people tuning in. They said I better say hello to them. You better say hello yes. to Georgia. Hey, I'm Judy. wearing the Georgia shirt. Hey, Judy, how are you doing today? Sort of. Because <laughs> it's going to be red. <laughs> Judy used to cut my hair all the time. She went to church with us that's at good. Calhoun. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I need a haircut. Yeah, you need a haircut. You sure do. You need a haircut. <laughs> I could get rid of all the gray. What you do today, Judy? <laughs> yeah, you'll need all day to get that gray. <laughs> and that'd be the case for both of us. I'm, I'm not. I'm not knocking John. Oh, let me do Judy. That's hilarious in there. Uh, welcome. <laughs> hey, I want to you later. Paul's oh, oh, knocking at me here. Oh, my gray hair. I'm trying to catch up. I have it too. Yeah, you got to catch up. I got a bunch. <laughs> Wisdom. Wisdom. Oh. Well, it's good that Tyler joined in with us today yeah. here and gives us a little chance here now to flip gears a little bit to our ministry discussion that we're going to have today. And I know we got a lot of people in the in the chat room that will probably like to chime in about what we're going to talk about today. A lot of people. Yes, on the Facebook chat room. Yeah. And, uh, um, our, our subject and, we're going to talk today. And with that, feel free, if you don't mind, to, um, to call in. 
and to uh, to be a part of the discussion. Um, yep. The number's behind us, but it is 724-444-7444, and you will need to put in the ID number, which is 113940-POUND, and then we'll bring you in the show. Uh, it would help us if you text us who you are, because sometimes if you're not a member of TalkShoe, it'll just say a certain part of the country. So if you'll text us, I'm on, and we'll bring you in and talk about biblical authority. What drives us? Uh, why do we do what we do? What is binding versus what is not binding? Mm, you know? Big question, big question. Yeah. And, I, and I think, Paul, the reason why we've got into this discussion, and, and we've got some interesting discussions that we're going to be having over the next couple of weeks. Definitely. Excited <laughs> about next yes, week. Yes, excited about next week. In there. But it kind of starts with this one because there's so much confusion right now, even within the church, about what, what is, what's allowed, what's, what's authorized, what's not authorized, and, and it led us to the discussion of, uh, of biblical authority. What exactly is it? You know, um, a lot of people talk about it, a lot, of, a lot of people preach about it, but I'm not sure a lot of people understand exactly what we mean by biblical authority. So, Paul, what, what would you say, if, if you were to kick everything off here, talking about, you know, biblical authority, what would you say? What would be your kicker? In- I think the big thing, you have to start at God. Sure. Um, I mean, you need to start at, um, at how proud he was of his son as he went down to the River Jordan uh, and talked about that. Uh, all authority is given to him, both on heaven and on earth, but I think we need to understand it all starts with the, the Godhead. It starts with God and, and Jesus and uh, the, the ministry that Jesus um, uh, put across while he was on the earth, uh, but also the fact that, um, that God gave us the Bible. And, and I think so, so many times uh, in the world, People try to follow their own way um, because they like it, because they they uh, they enjoy it. Um, but the fact of the matter is, if we don't follow the true authority, the true um, Lord, it, it makes it may, may may not make life very difficult, but it's going to make our eternity very very difficult if we don't follow Him in the right way. And so I think that's something, that, and it's true here, especially on campus at um, at any school. Really, um, you hear. Of, of students to, to talk about the uh, diversity amongst um, uh, people and who, where they worship and what they do when they worship. And, and I think the authority comes down to that. It comes down to, to the way we worship, the way we live, the way we govern ourselves as a church, and, and how we act. I, I think one thing, uh, you hit on something there a second ago when you said a lot of people, it's all about what I want versus necessarily what you know, what other people say or, or even what God says. When Jesus said in Matthew sixteen twenty four, when he said, you know, if, if anyone wants to come after me, he's got to deny himself. And part of this understanding of this question about biblical authority is that it's recognizing it's not about us. It's not necessarily about right. our wants, our likes, our opinions, our, but rather what God has laid out in Scripture for us to follow. You know, we got the we got the the passages. You know, the Second Timothy three sixteen seventeen. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for proof, for doctrine, for correction, and instruction, in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete. Right. So we can be perfect in this. Well equipped. Well equipped. Well equipped. Good word. Good word. Good word in there. And, and so yes, it was. But and I think that's where we got to understand. That's where we start. God gave us His Word so that we wouldn't be left with. <laughs> Oh, what do we do here? How do we handle this? How do, like you said, how do you govern the church? How do you do yeah. things in worship? How do you, he didn't leave us on our own to say, oh well, my dad, I like this and you like this, and that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna... I like Bill Clinton right there. <laughs> you know all of that. That's awesome. Um, you know, if you don't call the authority, you talk about Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> I may have outed them. But. You know, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry put it here. He said, it's time. <laughs> it's time to quit. 
quit quit. <laughs> quit dissecting and understand that there is unity through the word. Absolutely. And, well, and that's what even Jesus prayed for. He said, Father, I pray that they're one as we are one, and and that we were given this word so that we could be unified in what we do. But that's the, that's the problem. That's what we're facing. That's the deal is that people leave the word and have left it long, long ago, the majority of the world. And, you know, Matthew 7 tells us specifically that's going to be the case. You know, few are going to find that righteous road and follow that righteous road. And that is sad, but people leave that. And that's why, was it last week, two weeks ago, we talked about uh, the Emmys on Monday Night yep. Live and, and talked about how that uh, the ratings on that has gone down so low. I think that's kind of a victory mm-hmm. for the good guys because we're not following the, the rule of the world anymore, and it's not that important anymore. People are bored with what they're putting out there. Um, and I, I think that's um, – that, that, that uh, has a lot to do with the fact that um, God is in control and he is the ultimate authority. And, and what throws everything off is when we get off that path. It's just like Peter staring at Jesus in the water. You know, once you lose that focus, you're going to lose life. You're going to lose um, the, 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 the direction for, for that ultimate reward. And the sad thing about it is, a lot of people in this world, they don't even understand that reward because they've, they're so off that path, because they've so left the source that talks about um, the ultimate authority. And so I, I think it's very important, everything, what Jerry said, what you're saying here, uh, very important that we have to stay in the Word and follow what he has to get. And he's given us so many things as far as uh, how to live and what to do. And Paul's missionary journeys, it's funny, every time he left the church, there are things left that Jesus and that God has implemented in what we should do as a church. And it's there. You don't find it anywhere else. You know? Well, what do you do? Let me, let, let me ask you this. What do you do when you're talking, whether it's to your teenagers in your, in your class, you're talking to a college student here on campus, if you are just talking to a stranger on the street and you're talking about, well, you know, I'm not sure God says you can't do this or I'm not sure about this and, and God wouldn't condemn this or whatever else. How do you apply this? And, that, and that's really the question that it comes down to. I think every believer in God, believer in Jesus, sits here and would understand that there is biblical authority about things and, and what we do. Now, whether or not we choose to follow it and, and what do we consider opinion versus what we consider doctrine and what we consider truth, I think that's where some of the question comes in. How would you tell somebody as you're sitting down there studying with them or talking to them, how would you say, this is how it's applied? Whether, you know, we use those big words like hermeneutics. We, we use those big words like that of, of how do we interpret the Bible. How would you tell people to apply this? In a simple way, not not in a big theological way, but just in a well, simple way. Well, I would way. simply say, you know, there are some things, and we've had these discussions, we've had these conversations, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we basically are like, I get where you're coming from, uh, but, but I have heard, I've been there, literally heard them say, this makes me comfortable. This is something I'm good with. And, and my question is, is what you're good with, is God good with it? Um, you know, when does our opinions supersede the Word of God? When does what we want become more important than what God has asked us to do? And so I guess that's what I would ask. And it kind of, and I don't mean to put people in a corner. I'm not trying to do that, but I simply want to know if you have some 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 decisions. Why don't we do this over here? Get closer. So you're, there you go. Oh, I can't see it. Um, I'm just. Uh, but uh, but w- with those discussions, it's kind of like I don't know. It, it, it's more about me than anybody else, and 
And we are selfish people. <laughs> oh, uh, I better be careful what I say. Next. <laughs> um, we are we, uh, uh, we are selfish people, and there are some people in the world. It is all about them, and sometimes I think we need to step out and realize this is not about me. It's about the greater good. And what can I do to help the world? What can I do to help the church? What can I do to help um, spread the word? And um, when we become selfish and do our own thing, um, then then we you know we simply just say, can we just look at the Bible? Let's see what the Bible says. You have your thoughts. I have my thoughts. Let's see what the Bible says, because that's really what it all comes down to, and nothing else. Well, you know, you said something a second ago about we all want our things, and we're kind of selfish people, and we all want some. You know, I think about – I go back, and I think about the garden. You know, that's where we always like to point to about being selfless and things. Uh, when Jesus is sitting there praying the prayer, you know, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. And, you know, almost pleading with God of saying, hey, is there another way? Is there, can, we, can we do this? Mm-hmm. But this was how God had set it up. And yet Jesus says, okay, Lord, not, you know, Father, not my will, but what you want will be right. done. And that's the model of selflessness of saying, okay, God, you know, I'm asking for another way, but ultimately mm-hmm. what you want will be done. And that's, right. what, that's what I want to do. And that's the same thing when we come talking about biblical authority, whether it's about um, taking, partaking of the Lord's Supper, whether it is talking about helping people who are uh, poverty-stricken, because, you know, we're, we're bad sometimes at the church of just focusing in on what happens on Sunday, but there's a lot more that goes on to, to, to take place. I mean, yes, it involves instrumental music. Yes, it involves um, in, within worship. It involves um, uh, women's leadership. It involves um, how we take care of each other. How do we treat each other when we're outside the building? How do we treat fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? Do we bear one another's burdens? Do we do we um, help those who are homeless? Do we help those who who may not have food or are in the hospital? Do we help the widows and orphans? You know, all of our authority that we get, even about our giving and things like that, comes from what God laid down in Scripture, and He says, "Here's how we live by faith, and we walk by faith, not by sight." And we're doing that because you know, as Romans ten seventeen, like we like to quote a lot, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, ultimately, when I sit down and I talk with somebody, and even within my personal study, I may have likes, I may have wants, but if it doesn't line up with what God lays out in Scripture, exactly, well, God's the ultimate and, authority. And to answer what you're talking about is Timothy laid it down for Tim. I mean Timothy, uh, Paul laid it down for Timothy. Yep. You know, specifically about the women's roles thing. He, he says. That's through inspired word, uh, inspiration, of course, is that uh, men should pray everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's why we have that. Uh, you know, Colossians three sixteen, Ephesians five nineteen. Um, there is no example in the New Testament of Christian living where an instrument was used in worship. There's just not an example. We are a pattern driven um, church because we follow the pattern that God has given to us, and and that should be enough. And that's why we we don't use some um, instruments in worship. You know, we're not standing out here to condemn folks, but what we're saying here is instead of the condemning, let's just let's talk about the redeeming. The redeeming factor is why would I want to do something Jesus didn't do? Why would I want to uh, take part in something that, that, that Jesus didn't ask us to take part in? You know, you know well, well, it's a gray area. So why, is it a, why is it something we, you think you can do if it wasn't utilized in the New Testament church first century? Because if it wasn't good enough for them, why should it be good enough for us? Good question. You know, and that's what we're talking about, about thought. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You mentioned these things. We need to answer those things and close the door on them. Not just close the door, but just uh, allow people to understand 
this is why. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's just it's the way it is. And it, you said something earlier, and we've heard this before. Well, and, and I'll let you finish this. Mm-hmm. You think you you folks the church cross, you think y'all are the only ones going to heaven. Mm-hmm. And what's the answer to that, John? I don't think some of ours are going to heaven. Stop churching a cross to us to death. I mean, I got people that are going to hate that and people that may love that, but I'm just saying. Of course, I'm getting into our, our discussion for t- next week. I was going to say, Paul, Paul's moving on to next I'm week. Just, I'm just saying. Paul's getting in here in a mode to start preaching. But go ahead and finish it out because I think it's something that needs to be talked about when we're talking even about biblical authority of even right. how we use the name. Um, when I went into the Navy, um, and, and there was this line of, of information. We were in a long line, but you guys, and, uh, and they said, um, what is your church affiliation? And I said, I'm a Christian. And um, they wouldn't take that. They wouldn't take that. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't take that for nothing. No, we want to know what your affiliation is. I said, my affiliation is with Christ, and I am a Christian. That's what you're going to put. And they said, where do you go to church? I mean, they were getting mad at me, and I'm like, and then just like a you're like about to go into the brig on the first day. I know. I think you can do push-ups. <laughs> push-ups and mosquitoes. Because uh, I'm, like, I'm like, okay. I'm, I think we were, where was I even attending at that time? I, I don't even know where I was going to church that Are you time. in Jacksonville? Um, no, not yet. No, 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 no. This is – um. It was New Antioch. I was actually doing a little preaching before I went in. It was the New Antioch Church of Christ. Okay, Church of Christ. And so, so does that make me a Church of Christer? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, the sign says that, but let's let's be honest. We got people all over the world, regardless of the sign in the yard. If you are baptized for the remission of your sins, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you are living right and worshiping right and following the New Testament. Uh, the New Testament, not rule, the New Testament principles of what Jesus has given to us following the authority. I'm a Christian. We're Christians. And I think if you, you know, you say, this is something, I'll mention it again next week. You know, I'm a Church of Christ youth minister, I'm a Church of Christ truck. You know, I drive a Church of Christ van, uh, I worship a Church of Christ. I mean, we're, we're denominationalizing ourselves. And I think we need to understand that we are told specifically there's one church and we are to be Christians of it. And where, where do you, I'm a part of the Lord's church. And I think that's what we need to start talking about more rather than the labels. Right. And getting away from the labels. Right. And and, and we are going to – well, and that's where that's why we want to start it with this biblical authority because it's going to right. lead to some of our discussion that we're going to have starting next week. So ask, asking – how did we turn that? Asking some of the tough questions, um, trying, to, trying to get some of those things like the typical questions of like, oh – you are you're Church of Christ. You people think you're the only ones going to heaven. Yeah. Um, all those things like that. And so we're gonna we're gonna discuss that. That's gonna be kind of some of our things that are gonna be coming up mm-hmm. um, on our show uh, next Friday. We're gonna yeah. kick all that off. Um, but understanding that everything that we're gonna talk about is based upon the authority God has given us in His Word. And you know the old the old restoration principle, which is a plea that you're at. It's funny, Paul, because you're hearing this plea even within the the non-denominational realm right now is you hear this plea of, we want to get back to the Bible, we want to be just people from the Bible, blah, 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 and things like that. And so uh, that's where we're going to sit, and that's what we're going to discuss next week, and we'd love to have people call in, uh, join the chat, and talk about what some of these things that we are going to be discussing over these next uh, couple of weeks. Um, we do got a good friend, Brandon, who's from, uh, he's in Nashville. He said, I wish I could listen in for a while in between sessions at the story conference hanging with some super creative people and I'm not showing people backstage y'all show live on my phone. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, sure. You know you want to, Brandon. It's okay. Which, by the way, go down to the, the corner here. 
as you watch and share the show. Share it with the others, please. Yeah. yeah. And so we'll get into that discussion next week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. And just know that's what Friday's going to be. Monday night is about the news, but uh, Friday morning is, is all about the Bible. Yep. Yep. So join us next next Friday when we discuss those hard questions that we must answer within the church on things. Well, John, we're not done. I know. I'm just transitioning into the next Oh, one. you're doing the transition? <laughs> well, John, let's talk about some more hard questions. Oh, some more hot questions. Will any SEC coach get off the hot seat this week? Yes or no? No. Will it get hotter? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we've got a couple of big games that we're going to look at in here. Um, 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 as, we dive, <laughs> as we dive into these games, you have um, NC State going to Tallahassee. Oh, yes. State. NC State going to Tallahassee. Okay. That's going to be an interesting game. Yeah. Um, as we uh, um, get into wondering what is Florida State going to look like. Because yeah. they haven't played games since that first game because their game against Miami was canceled uh, or was rescheduled, yeah, because, rescheduled. Of the, because of the hurricane. You can't cancel that game. No, you can't cancel <laughs> that game. Not at all. Um, so you're talking about two weeks off. Mm-hmm. Um, they played one game. They're without a quarterback. Yeah. What do they do versus NC State? They do well. They got Blackman in there. Um, I'm sure that they've worked him over the past few weeks, and um, he's ready. He's young, but um, I think he's ready. He's got a he's got a good arm, and um, he's fast. But I think he's more of a more of a pocket guy, pocket passer kind of guy. So I think they'll, he'll spread the ball around very well. I, th- I think Florida State wins this game. Um, I, I don't have a, t- a scorer, but I think Florida State wins at their home. So I don't think uh, NC State's uh, good. they're on the uprise, but I don't think they're quite there yet. Um, they'll give them a game though. They'll they'll they'll, they'll it'll be it'll be close, but. Um, I'd say within a, a touchdown or field goal. That, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see uh, Florida State. I think I said this Monday night. Florida State needs this game to get back into the national championship discussion. Well, they got to win this game to get into the ACC discussion here, because mm-hmm. um, I think right now everybody's saying it's Clemson's and everybody else. Um, yeah. So that'll be a very interesting game to see what happens um, for, from that. But, John, we got a couple of um, – well, before, let's, let's save the SEC talk to the end. We have um, Oak State taking on TCU. We should have asked um, Tyler his thoughts on that. Before, oh, uh, okay, um, State. What do you think? I mean, we, we know we're, we're good friends with TCU people. Oh, I'll, I mean, I, I like TCU because I like TCU. Uh, but I'm not sure that Kenny Hill, uh, quarterback there, will be able to carry him through. Uh, Oak State, Oak State, they're, they're giving um, high praise early in the season. Um, Looks like it is going to take place there at Texas Christian, but uh, um, I probably give the edge to Oklahoma State. But um, I like TCU. I really, I like to see the Horn Frogs win this one. Tyler is saying uh, Oklahoma State by seventeen. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. Seventeen. I think Gundy's going to be like, "I'm a man, and we're going to show them how we're men." And over I'm 50. here, oh man, I'm fifty. I'm, I'm not forty anymore. I'm 50. Okay, State, if they came up – With they, my mullet. I think if they come out and they – Chatterton, <laughs> do not let the mullet beat you. Do not let the mullet beat you. He brought up the mullet. Uh, he has a mullet. Who oh. does that? Oh. oh. You're oh. talking about welcome to 2017. Oh, or oh, welcome to goodness. the 21st century. Um, I think if OK State, if they really want to be um, – 
battling up there for the Big 12, and they want to get into the national championship discussion already and the playoff discussion already, they've got to come out here and they've got to have a decided, decisive win versus TCU. I agree. Uh, and I just hope it doesn't happen. Um, it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting in that. I, I'm curious to see. I saw it. I have to say something. Go ahead. I love Jeff Jenkins. I love Jeff. He is one of the most encouraging people in my life. He's just great. He and Dale do a great work. He just sent us a text. Thank you, yeah. Jeff, so very much. <laughs> just that's awesome. so awesome in there. Yeah, thank you. And even Cassie Macy from camp, she said she enjoyed our discussion today. Well, thank you, Macy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Macy. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I don't know. It's okay. I just yeah, thank you. Call her whatever. Um, but. Back on back onto this discussion here. Um, if OK State really also wants to step up against Oklahoma, because I think that win over over Ohio State really has vaunted Oklahoma up as being the the the, the main thrust out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, Joe, we see Texas Tech is coming back. Yes, we got to we got to send our shout our weekly shout out for Joe Barnett. Oh my Barnett. goodness, Joe Barnett. <laughs> yes. Texas Tech but talk. Oklahoma State, I think win. <laughs> I think Oklahoma yeah. State wins this easily. Ah, easily. Yes, I do. You're probably right. Man. I like to work right. Plus, I got to help. I'm going with Tyler right now since he went with Florida last week. Okay. Well, it's not like it's his team. <laughs> He's a sooner. He just said he would send, his, send me a message to if, he had his, if I had his number. <laughs> I'm sending you my number after, after this show. Let's yeah. see what's his favorite. um so so that'll be interesting to see that um let's get into the sec here let's Let's start that um well do we start with uh, the 30-year reign let's start start with with the 30-year reign because that's probably the worst game of of the three that we're going to sit here and talk about florida kentucky 30 in lexington in lexington it is sold out first sellout first sellout in a lot of blue in um a long time a lot of blue um in fact, Caitlin got a text from one of her friends that are going to the game and, and kind of give her, her, you know, jabbing with her a little bit like that. Um, I, can Florida continue the reign? This would make 31 years in a row. The longest streak, winning streak over a team in, in the current NCAA. To quote the um, theologian Jermaine Funnymane, Johnson, you know, he usually says Vandy will be Vandy, but I got to say the Kentucky Wildcat doesn't even go with football. And I just, the day that Florida loses to Kentucky is, you mentioned the other day about a bag wearing over your head. I will purchase you a bag if that happens. I'm I'm just, I'm sorry. Thanks. I'm sorry to Kentucky fans everywhere. I apologize. But let's be real. This is the Florida Gators, and I know they're down. But my goodness, I mean, they are down. I would love for Kentucky, maybe Kentucky's back. You know, I don't know. Back, they were never there. Uh, I tell you, honestly, them and Vandy. I mean, Vandy and Mississippi State and teams that normally, no offense, that are down, they're they're showing a lot this year, and I'm excited to see the resurgence of uh, the the second half of the SEC. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to offend people, but you know, you have a line there, and people underneath that line. You know, there's different teams there now, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, thankful to Ole Miss. Thanks for um, allowing everybody else to look good. Yeah, <laughs> but, thanks, uh, Ole Miss. Yeah, really. But, um, I mean, things – I don't know. I still, do you really think – do you really – in all reality, try to put your gator life aside, do you really think Kentucky can beat Florida? 
everybody was predicting them last year. I'm I'm putting my Gator stuff aside, by the way. Right. Um, everybody, everybody was predicting. Everybody was predicting <laughs> Kentucky to beat them last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a worse team than, than what than no what they way. had last year. I think here's the problem. I think Kentucky owns South Carolina. They just have something in their head, and they own South Carolina, and so they beat South Carolina, and they show up to this game. Um, do I think they have a chance? Yes, I think they have a chance. Um, Florida's defense, uh, you know, it gets tired in the fourth quarter. I get it because offense can't generate a lot of stuff, but it's still it's still got some nasty players over there, I think. And I'm not sure Kentucky's going to be able to really do too much. If Felipe can throw, you know, a couple 75-yard bombs, you know, maybe they could pull this game out. Last second, um, do I think Florida wins? I, I'm going to go. I still think Florida wins this game. Um, sorry, Kentucky fans. I do have a – I do have a um, – a, a little wager with J.L. Dawkins. Um, wh- whoever wins has to pay for dinner, or whoever loses has to pay for dinner because he's a big Kentucky fan. But you have eaten. You would have eaten anyway. So I would have eaten it's anyway. Not a wager. <laughs> Thanks, Frodo. If Florida doesn't uh, doesn't score on defense or special teams, they lose. That's about right, considering. I'm he, sure. I'm sure Frodo is probably uh, pulling for Kentucky. Yeah, he probably is. Yeah. But uh, how do you not? I think it's 31 years. I think we got 31, 31. years. Yep. Right. Yep. Spent a lot of time on that. Um, yeah, here here's the thing: game. two undefeated, <laughs> two undefeated, um, two undefeated teams in the SEC. One is already trash talking, and that is not who you would think would be trash talking. But it was Alabama versus Vanderbilt in Nashville this weekend. You should you should have asked Brandon if he's going to be watching that game or going to that game in Vandy since he's in Nashville. Wait, who? Brandon Edwards said he's a Nashville. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think he's either a Vandy or a Bama fan. Well, but I think he would go. Yeah. I'd go. Yeah. If I was in Nashville, I'd try to buy a ticket to go I watch probably the game. Would, yeah. I was in Nashville. You would. With you know shirt. what? I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't because I've been to that game before. And I'm sorry, Vandy fan. Um, that is the worst stadium to watch a football game in. Have you ever been in there? Uh, oh, it's like, oh, my goodness. It's like. The first day of the cow run. It's terrible. I mean, shoulder to shoulder, people upsetting and bumping into people. It's it's awful. Tyler it's Bradsfield terrible. said Vandy by forty two. He's crazy. He's just he's being mean now. That's <laughs> I well remember remember That's what Vandy said too, by the way. Remember Monday, was it Monday? I asked I asked the question, is Vanderbilt the second best team in the SEC East? They may not win this game against Alabama, but if they come out and, and go toe to toe with Alabama SEC East, watch out. I really think SEC East, watch out. I wouldn't mind seeing Vandy number two in SEC East. I'm sorry. Behind Georgia? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Georgia's – I think Georgia's the – Georgia's it in the East, I think. I think they're the one in the East. They'll lose the cocktail party. <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> yes, they will. Sorry. Um, uh, so, what do you think? How, how do you think Alabama Vandy turns out? So, does that mean the following week you'll wear the – the Georgia shirt. Well, I'll, I'll get you a Georgia shirt, an AIM Georgia shirt, and you can wear. It. Well, you, we, we wear them anyway because we support it. But um, the mm-hmm. question: Are we talking about that one before the other one? Are you saying the other one's more important? Because one, has, well, it doesn't matter. We're on it. So here we go. Um, Alabama Vandy. Uh, Alabama's defense is going to let them score some some points. So that, that's going to happen. I mean, if if the Rams of Colorado State scored, what were those? Twenty four points. Twenty points. 
Vandy's going to score some points. I got to disagree with Frodo on this. He said Georgia, Kentucky, and Vandy are the top three teams in the East. Mm. I wouldn't put Kentucky up there. Sorry. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see after Saturday. After Saturday, that that would be the that'll be a good question. You you brought something up here. You know, you said Vandy's going to score on Alabama's defense. Oh yeah. Because of missing those players, will will some of these games like this help help now? Um, start bringing that defense back after losing those two outside linebackers. I hope so, because I mean, I've had a week to work on it, and you know that Saban's going to be uh, keeping them on it and working towards it. Um, uh, Minka Fitzgerald, they seem to move him around regardless of what, you know, he plays corner uh, and other other areas. They move him around. He he always follows the ball, goes where the ball is. So, you know, hopefully that will be the case, and, um, and Bama wins this game. I, I like to think that – I honestly think they'll win it by, by two touchdowns. And um, leave it at that. I'm not even sure what the line is on that, but um, but yeah, I think that'll happen. I think that um, now Vanderbilt's offensive line, um, pretty pretty young but big, and uh, and I think they'll um, do okay. But but um, they have a terrible running game. Yeah, I mean they, they've ran for 111 yards so far this year. So um, I think uh, Bama won't need to do much to 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 fill um the, 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 to put people in that. Uh, up front to keep uh, for the running game going and just just make sure and cover deep. This Vanderbilt doesn't have the 122nd offense in the nation. It's 119. No, I, I don't know. What it is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. 122nd. I read it yesterday. I was crying. Oh, Vanderbilt. I don't know. I was talking about Florida. Um, yeah, I was talking about the, the topic. The topic. The topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Bama wins this game. I think I think it's right. Uh, two touchdowns, probably. Uh, I think Vandy keeps it close because they're going to be fired up in here. But I think after halftime, Bama just starts wearing them down. Um, I didn't realize Scarborough had lost some weight to be able to catch the ball better out of the backfield. Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I think offense is going to be fine. Jalen Hurts is going to be fine. And I actually think Vandy, uh, Alabama could win this by 20, um, depending on, on how they go. And don't count out Tua. I love his arm. That backup quarterback, yep. he is good. Everybody loves the backup. Everybody loves the backup. Um, uh, also, and Bama fan knows this, um, if you look at history, Alabama, I almost said we, but Alabama has never really destroyed Vanderbilt. It's funny. Those Vandy teams like always that. always plays yes. Alabama well. Yes. It's, so. like, it's like that. It's funny. Vanderbilt can do some of those things um, like that. Florida and Vandy are like that. Yeah. You'd expect it to do, and Vandy always steps up. So it's like a 24-14 kind of game. Okay. That'll be interesting. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see. I think the big game everybody's looking at in the SEC, though, this week is UGA-Mississippi State. Another two unbeatens. Yeah, East versus West. Could Mississippi State now make its claim for the second best on the West side? What do you think, John? I mean, Georgia, you got, you mm. got Michelle, you got some Chubb. I love my Chubb. I love me some Chubb. Who's quarterback? Uh, Fromm. Really? And I think Fromm's quarterback. I think I think Eason's still. I, I told you that may be the case. Um, yeah, I, I think it is. Mississippi State's playing great. We'll get to find out if last week was more Mississippi State or one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. Okay, but he's not Tebow. My goodness. Because you you're said right. that you said that you, Monday. You know what? You're right because he's still playing ball. So yeah, you're right. He's not Tebow. Tebow's playing ball. Baseball. Tinkle doesn't count. Let's look. on point, on point, on point. Let's keep on this. Um, I, 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 we'll get to find out if Mississippi State for real. If well, we started we started late, and then we had technical difficulties. Yeah, we did. Um, Mississippi State um, went. Um, you know, last week versus LSU is that real? What took place? Eh, 
I'm not I'm not quite sold on that. I'm curious to see. Um, UGA, we'll find out if they are the dominant team in the East, if they can take on Mississippi State and really, um, really, you know, really trying to stake claim to that. Um, I'm going to go with UGA in this game. I think UGA wins it by you know, uh, six to seven, right in there somewhere, six and a half. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor Podine. Oh, you go Mississippi State, huh? You're going to go get some cowbells? Let me just explain to you what's going to happen. Okay, I'd like to hear this. At the end of this year, at Ogeron, we'll be looking for a job. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just give him a job. Done. He's, a, he's a great coordinator. He's great when, he's, his first year. when he's focused on – he got destroyed. Uh, when he get, focuses on his area, he's okay. Okay? Um, Fitzgerald and that running game, I mean, they ran for 226 yards last week. Um, and that's not counting the, the throwing job of Fitzgerald and what the defense does for Mississippi State. Mississippi State wins this game by 10 points. Wow. 10. Wow. 10. Bold statement. Wow. Mississippi State is back. What are you, Mississippi getting, State, what are you drinking in this thing? Mississippi today? State is the second best team in the SEC. Holy Close. moly. Close to Alabama. Holy moly. Holy moly. That's where we are. Paul. That's the world we live in. Are you sure you're okay? Be ready for this. Wow. I cannot I, wait till Monday night. Wow. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, because if, if it's just the other way Monday night, you're getting it. It's not going to be. And I like Georgia. I like Georgia. Mississippi State is for real. By 10. ten. In in Georgia ten. with Kirby Smart's defense. Ten. Woo. I hate it. I love Kirby. Well, I like Georgia, and gentlemen. We'll find and I out. I still think Georgia goes to Atlanta, but we will I'm find out. We will find out if Paul is off his medicine or not. Come Monday, you'll, you'll, you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> it's almost as if I know something y'all don't. Yeah, I'd like to know this. We'll see. Uh, well, Paul. Oh, we're done now. Okay. <laughs> what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying crazy things. John goes in the high pitched voice. <laughs> For John Podine, I'm Paul Sperl, and this has been the John and Paul Show, brought to you by AdventuresInMinistry.com. Don't forget, Monday Night Live, 5 o'clock, we'll be here. We hope you will, too. Have a great day and a great week. God bless.